Welcome to Second Act Fit Pros. I'm your host, Erin, a certified functional aging specialist, and this is the podcast where I highlight the vibrant and active lives of health and fitness professionals over 50. This is the show for those who believe that age is just a number and that life's work is far from over when you hit the half century mark. I'll talk to inspiring individuals who have a passion for health and create a second act career in health and fitness. So whether you're approaching 50 or already well into your second act, join me as I explore the possibilities and opportunities in the health and fitness field. I'm talking with Bev Stewart. She's 71 and a seasoned and versatile group exercise instructor and personal trainer working at the Garden of the Gods Country Club in Colorado Springs. We talk about finding a niche, job shadowing, and the importance for asking for help. The last four minutes of this episode, I share an excerpt of my conversation with Bev talking about a recent car accident she was in and how it's impacted her job. So we'll start from the beginning and we'll talk a little bit. First of all, are you okay with saying your age, Bev? I am now. <laughs> okay. You are now. All right. I am. I am 71. For a while, I didn't really want to tell people that I was 70 because I didn't feel 70 and um, I, I didn't act my age. But now I figure you can be any age you want and, and you still don't have to act your age, right? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm fine. I'm 71 and started teaching in the 80s. So that'll that'll date me. <laughs> you're you're a seasoned professional, seasoned fitness okay, professional. Okay. I like that. Seasoned. I met you at Gold's Gym. We were both working as group exercise instructors at Gold's Gym when it was the 2008-ish something along those lines. And now you're at, where are you at right now? I want to talk a little bit about where, what you're doing right now. Okay. I was still teaching at Gold's Gym until COVID arrived and we closed the gym or they closed the gym. Um, I started at this facility, which is the Garden of the Gods Resort and Club. Um, I started as an instructor 16 years ago. And I went to the Broadmoor Hotel Fitness Center. So as you and I have talked, Aaron, and and I looked at some questions. Um, some people will ask about if you have a niche. And I didn't think I did because I, I try to work with all age groups um, and all physical abilities. But I realize I have been, <laughs> I've been spoiled in country club settings, right? But it is a different group in that for most people to join a country club or a golf club, they probably have enough money to afford it. And um, a lot of them are close to retirement or they have retired. And now it's time to take care of them. A lot know how important it is to be active, um, but a lot don't know what to do. And so that's 
that's been my exciting challenge because some need to work on balance. Some need to work on their cardiovascular. I guess as we age, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot more things that can go wrong. And we do have a variety of ages. Some of the country club members are in their 30s, 30 to 50. And then it seems to pick up again at 60 to 90. So um, I've really, I guess I've really been blessed on being able to work with people from all age groups, but I've also been spoiled uh, to be in a, beautiful place. So are you doing both group exercise and personal training or, or what all are you doing at the garden of God's country club? I am. I'm so I'm back to full time right now. I teach four classes a week and our classes are such a variety. Well, you're a very versatile instructor, Bev, and I would call on you a lot at, um, we were working at gold's gym to fill in for classes because you can teach everything you been doing it for a while and you're just so versatile. Tell me a little bit about the classes that you're teaching now. What kind of classes are they? I do a cycling and strength because I think both your cardio and your strength and your flexibility, you know, all those things we learned about the five components of fitness. I think we should get them all in our classes, but, um, but I like the cardiovascular training on the bike. Plus, I think all ages can can do the bike, can get a, you know, I've had elite athletes who can who know what they're doing and they get a great workout. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I can get someone new. And if you get the right settings, um, as far as their seat and handlebars, I always tell them no one else knows um, how much resistance you have or really what your RPMs are. So do what works for you and um, try to get into that heart rate where you get some cardiovascular benefits. And then for the strength, I can do TRX. We can do body weight exercises and we can do weight work. Um, so I like that too, because I guess I do like variety. I must get bored easy. Um, <laughs> and then I teach a Pilates class, which I've had Pilates training for 20 years, 22 years. Um, and I teach both the traditional, I teach on the reformer, Pilates reformer, but for a class it's called Matt Pilates. And a lot of it is on the mat, lying on your back, doing core work. But I like to mix it up and tell them we need to, um, you know, pay attention to, we need our strong core if we want to go golfing or skiing or biking. But then we need all the other muscles too. So I somehow come up with an excuse to do other things in every class. Um, and then let's see. And then I teach a, we call it here, we call it golden tennis, but it's much like a silver sneakers class. So it's slower. We use a chair and I teach water aerobics in the summer, which is 
great for people who have joint issues and still want to move or need to move. Um, yeah. So, and then this Saturday, I'm subbing a TRX class. And I think that's it. Cycling Pilates. Aqua, silver sneakers-ish yeah. kind of class and TRX. Wow. Yeah, that's that's quite the combination. Tell me about some of the certifications you have to teach all those classes. Like, where did you go through for Pilates and what other certifications do you have? Okay. Well, again, when I started teaching, I don't think anyone had a certification until I went to the Y and then I had a certification through the Y, the YMCA. Then when I realized... Um, so I got my first group fitness certification through ACE uh, in 1987. And I still have that certification because note to all of us, I do not want to have to take the exam over. So I'm going to keep that certification current <laughs> until, I don't know, till I ride out on the sunset or something, because <laughs> I'm thinking I could teach forever. You know, I would like to for fun. You know, maybe we travel and I teach on a cruise ship or something. Um, but so my group fitness is ACE. Um, my Pilates reformer was through thinking it was balanced body, but I was teaching for Bally Total Fitness and they paid for me to go. I think it was a couple thousand dollars. So that was a nice bonus. Um, yeah, or that would have probably been, you know, could have been cost prohibitive for me to get, get that one. Cycling, I got the Johnny G originally when we were in North Dakota. And then here in Colorado Springs, there's a group called Triple AI ISMA, and they go to the Broadmoor every year. So I have several certifications from them, like for cycling, uh, Pilates, water aerobics, a few yoga certifications through them. And oh, and then I did uh, Yoga Fit. And Body Pump, which is the Les Mills program. Yeah. So I think that's it for my certifications. Actually, I have them all current, um, but I'm not currently teaching Body Pump. So. so tell me that that you have so many certifications. Like I said, it just it plays to how you are such a versatile instructor. And maybe, like you said, you just get bored easily and like to do all the things. I, I did the same thing. I would just go get any certification that was out there. And I thought, well, maybe I should be a little more, more targeted about what I get certifications in. Cause I just found that I wasn't good at certain teaching certain formats. Like I loved step, but I was really a horrible step instructor. <laughs> <laughs> Cycling was more my jam. Like you just sit on your bike and you pedal. So it's, I always say it was simple, but hard. Like there's not complex. There's no moves. You just sit on your bike, but you make you make it how hard it is. So I, you know, the more I taught, the more I realized maybe yourself as well. There's certain things I feel like I'm better teaching at than others. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing, Erin, I've learned 
Like I, I feel I teach a great Pilates class. I like it. <laughs> However, um, I work with another instructor who comes from a ballet background, born and raised in New York, beautiful ballet person, posture. Um, and she's, you know, she teaches the traditional classic Pilates class. And there are people who love her class and probably don't enjoy mine as much because I kind of like to have a little fun. And that's another thing I think I'd like to share with people getting into training and group fitness. Not everyone is going to like your class. And I think when I was younger, I thought, well, they should, if I have these certifications and I've done all this work, um, but sometimes it's personality. Aaron, you and I know um, people, when we were at Gold's Gym, people had their favorite cycling instructor. And no matter how great you are or I am, they're, if their favorite was someone else, they're, they're just going to go to that person for some reason. You know, so yeah, a lot of it too. I think when you get older, you don't let that bother you so much. It's like, well, I have people who, and I have people who like someone else's classes better than my class, but they're also my friends. So <laughs> if you've been a group exercise participant or, you know, we've all probably been taught by other exercise people and coached by other exercise people. And we like some coaches and instructors better than others. And that's us as a participant. So of course, other people are going to like our classes more or less than other instructors. And I, and there's space. I think that that just speaks to having more space in this field. Like you can have three or four, five different Pilates classes and everybody's going to teach it in their own way and attract their own clientele and participants for the people that you speak to the best. So yeah, like that's a good, that's a really good point to not take it personally. At the same time, put your own unique spin on it. So you get, you draw the people that like your style and the way that you teach. Yeah. And no hard feelings if they don't like your, your class. Yes. I would have people walk in the room, see that I'm teaching and then like walk right out. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't take it personally. It's tough to be a sub sometimes. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. and, yes. and I think it's kind of funny um, because I am subbing Pilates for that instructor um, tomorrow. And, and I have I have a following who come um, who maybe don't go to her classes, but I know there are people who usually come for her class. and They're not there when I'm subbing. <laughs> yeah. You know. I got my ACE personal trainer certification, by the way, um, last year. There was a chance we were going to move to Texas um, so my husband could retire and golf, and we had friends. And I thought, if I go in with ACE personal training and ACE group fitness, I could probably teach anywhere, just like you could with the other you know, NASM, all the pretty well-known ones. And, and I think just kind of for me to prove to myself that I could still 
studies. So that was interesting for me last year. I had to study, read. Did you, what was the experience like overall? Yeah, it, it was great. It, um, I thought, man, I haven't done this for 40, 45 years. And there are a lot of certifications um, that you can get in a weekend, such as the AAAI. I've told people, um, you know, obviously the more you learn, the better trainer and the better instructor you are. And most everyone I work with, especially here, um, you know, they're always going to something new and, and um, trying to keep up with the latest. I just learned about eccentrics, which has apparently been around for a while, mm-hmm. and I had not heard of it until this year. Have you heard of that? Just like maybe two or three years ago. Yes, I just heard of it recently. I haven't been to a class, but I there is a class that taught near me. And there's a class here, and I watched a session on PBS, um, and I did it with the instructor, and made a lot of sense. A lot of work with connective tissue and fascia and movement, and I thought, man, I thought I knew everything in the fitness industry, and I'm still learning new things. So I think I think now it's probably you're going to be a personal trainer, get that certification kind of no matter what it costs. And then the rest of your study, which can be on your own um, and just learn as much as you can. And you and I have talked about niches. I mean, I think it's probably a better time now to have a niche like Mm -hmm. And, and I will say, working with seniors, there are a lot of people who were very active in their 20s and 30s. We all know about them, and now they have knee and hip replacements, shoulder replacements, you know, a lot of athletes. Um, so getting that extra training, even, even if you get known as the shoulder guy, you know, you got, you'll have a lot of customers yeah. So I think specializing is more important now than it was when I was in my thirties. Yeah, for sure. And I can, like you said, it was a good point when you're working with an older population with lots of knee replacements, joint issues, things like that, you could definitely specialize in one area. There is a need for more fitness professionals to serve the active adult community. Cause it's so part-time it's so flexible it's rewarding all of these things. And that's what I feel like it is for me, for you. What, what do you love about being in health and fitness? Everything. (laughs) I mean, it's so positive, Erin. I, um, I was so after being off from that accident for, you know, two and a half months, And my family was wonderful. My husband was great. But boy, I was ready to get out (laughs) and move. And um, I guess that's also why I was telling you with my ACE certification, their their tagline is, uh, let's get people moving. And of course, all the research, anybody that 
does their research online or, you know, at the library, there's so many benefits from, from moving to keep moving um, from mental to physical. And it's just so important. So if anyone could be a part of that, um, actually I, I see people who really weren't in the, into the, even their own fitness in their 20s and 30s and even 40s. And then they start at 50 and 60 and they feel the benefits. Um, so it's very rewarding. I think for anyone, like you said, it can be flexible. Um, the reason I, I took that ACE personal trainer was I thought, we're going to move somewhere where my husband's going to be golfing all the time. I might as well be training and teaching because fitness centers are, are good places. I mean, people are moving. Certainly somebody might have an injury um, and somebody might choose to go into more rehab, working with people with injuries, but we're all trying to get better. And I think it's such a positive environment yeah. Like who wouldn't want to be in a positive environment and have a flexible schedule, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you have any favorite success stories from any of your group exercise participants or personal training clients? Okay. Actually, I do have one who um, is who I trained last year. Um, I would say a young physician single mother, very busy. Um, I didn't know how, how we were going to fit this in for her. She came at five in the morning, three days a week. And I could just see the transformation, um, in um, six months. I mean, she lost weight right away. I think she lost about 20 22 pounds and she wasn't really a large woman, um, but her confidence changed. I mean, obviously a very smart young woman. And now she had the, the confidence in her, how she looked, how she felt, you could see it and how she moved. I think, so she was my success story. I took credit, although she did all the work. But I, I had a program for her, and I always try to mix it up because the old the body adapting thing, um, I think we need to mix it up. So for anybody that's looking at getting into the health and fitness profession, and again, this is being targeted for people that are over 50 as kind of a second act career, do you have any advice or anything that you would want to tell them going into this career? Well, I think, I think it's a great idea. Um, and to get help, like I think, Aaron, you, you would be a wonderful person for them to ask, you know, where should I go? Um, you know, for other networks, one thing I have to ask or add is that a lot of people my age uh, aren't really into Instagram and Facebook, social media. Um, so 
we need help from younger people. Um, staying active, of course, will keep us younger, but we need to know when to ask for help. And today, getting set up for Zoom, I, I had to ask for help on my laptop here. Um, so I think we have to realize our limitations. We, we, weren't, we weren't given a computer when we went to grade school. Um, so if we can be a little more open to learning from younger people, that's a great thing. And, and not being afraid. I think in today's world, which is kind of what you're doing here too, bringing people together and letting us, um, you know, brainstorm on and finding what is your niche. You know, I was lucky. I was able to be, do a little of everything. Um, but I think maybe now people really want to find what one or two things they'll just be passionate about and then learn from younger people, learn from books, seminars, you know, attend. There's a lot of free stuff. On, I take a lot of ACE trainings that are free. There's so much to learn. So that's the main thing. Just like the body, we got to keep our going. Yes, definitely. And do you have any words of advice or anything that you would recommend for people that maybe they just got their certification and now they're ready to teach group exercise or go into personal training? What would, what do you suggest as being like their first step? Like how do you get started in those fields? I think definitely find where they would like to be. For instance, if it is a gym, like a Gold's Gym or, of course, the YMCA, great place, go to classes, get yourself in the weight room and the cardiovascular area and watch other trainers and then get to know them, trainers and instructors, and say, hey, could I, could I shadow you on a training session? Um, you know, find out which class they like the best. I mean, obviously, if there's something you like doing, you're going to want to share that with other people. So, and, and as a trainer and an instructor, I would be honored to help somebody. And I think most trainers and instructors, most all of us would say that too. So it's a compliment to us. So I would ask questions, um, just have, have that sponge for a brain, you know, um, see where you want to be. If you want to be, I don't know who all will see our interview, Aaron, but if somebody wants to come, <laughs> if they want to come to the Garden of Gods, <laughs> I'd love to. Great. I will, I will put that out as a suggestion. If everybody's in the Colorado Springs area to, to shadow one of your classes, do you do anything on Zoom? Okay. We do all of our classes on Zoom. Oh, you do? Okay. We do. It is members only. So I can't... <laughs> that was my question. Yeah. I can't send out that loop. Okay. Uh, because the members, of course, pay to be here. And uh, some, since COVID, have not come back to work out, but they are still Zooming. So that's interesting. 
And some classes, I mean, I've had classes where I've had six people here and six people on Zoom. You know, so we do Zoom, but we're not, yeah, we're not out there. Okay. All right. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that. Um, but I thought it was worth asking in case anybody wanted to to jump in on a, one of your Zoom classes just to shadow and see how you teach. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention or talk about before we sign off in regards to being in the health and fitness field? It's, um, well, I'm emotional. <laughs> so I have to take a break sometime, but um, just thinking about this. I only have one grandchild, a 14-year-old grandson, um, who's the best thing ever, and every grandparent says that. Um, But I want him to be healthy, and we're learning so much now about kids who don't get activity and the onset of diabetes and things going on for kids who just aren't active. So that's one of my inspirations. Um, I think it's a fabulous field to get into. I think like you, Erin, I'd I'd be happy to help anyone to get into it. It's just so rewarding. And I guess lastly, I appreciate people like you, Erin, who are trying to get people together. We're going to need We're going to need more fitness education. People who are interested in it, of course, we all know the importance of eating right, cutting out the sugar and the refined foods. Um, But there there are kids and there are adults who don't know. So I think the more we can get the word out, the better. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's my hope as we get more of us out there so that we can improve the lives of others um, with better health, more physical abilities. Thank you so much, Beth. I really appreciate your time and everything you contributed to this conversation. So I had fractures in my pelvis and sacrum and one in my rib. All were on the right side where the semi hit my little car. And um, so I couldn't, I was told no weight bearing on my right leg. So I was in bed and a wheelchair for five weeks until I went back in for an x-ray. And at that point, the orthopedic doctor said I could start bearing weight on my right leg and, um, you know, using a walker, still having the wheelchair, still um, resting when I needed to. And, and then I went home from the nursing home rehab center after, I guess, after a month. And then the physical therapist came at six weeks. So she had me stand at the counter with my fingertips on the counter and just move my hips side to side. I always tell people motion is lotion. Um, That's what I needed. I needed a lot of lotion 
I needed the fractures to heal. And then uh, she had me doing squats to the wheelchair and stand up um, 10 at a time. I did those 10 without any weight and I was tired. So atrophy is a real thing. And I think that whole episode made me, made me a better trainer and instructor because now I know what it's like to not have any muscle and to hurt a car accident is a whole different traumatic experience. So looking back, I'm happy to say I'm looking back and I think it was a great thing for me to experience so I can help other people. Um, but mm-hmm. while for a while when I couldn't get out of the bed or the wheelchair by myself, it, it was not a good experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's tough. How do you feel like you were able to rebound? Do you feel like you were able to maybe rebound quicker because of your previous fitness level before the accident or how did that play into your recovery? I, I think so. And other people certainly have told me that. I felt, I feel like I can do anything. I still have to modify, like I can't do a single leg squat and, and make it look like perfect form uh, on my right leg. But, but I can feel, again, I think that's what makes, will make me better in the long run for other people because I can feel how weak that leg is and yet it's stronger than it was three weeks ago. And I'm going to keep going, you know, the first week or two, I would do 10 reps of the exercises she gave me. Um, There were about seven and then take a break. She only wanted me to do 10 at a time. And then she said, if you want to do them again, once or twice, that's okay. But I don't want you to do 20 or 30 in a row. And from my old teaching boot camp days and burpees and things, I thought, why would you not want me to do more? And I think probably because then I would have gotten sore and had setbacks. So again, I think that'll help me work with other people in the future. Bev is a role model for rebounding after a physical setback, and she did it by dedicating herself to moving her body, even though she was sore, tired, and weak, and she found a way to use that experience to serve others with greater empathy and understanding. So thank you, Bev, for being a great role model of resiliency. Thanks for listening to Second Act Fit Pros. If you are in your second act and interested in pursuing a career in health and fitness, email me at secondactfitpros at gmail.com. I'd love to connect with you. If you are a health and fitness professional and serving the over 50 population, I'd love to hear from you as well. Email me at secondactfitpros at gmail.com. Don't stop moving. Stop moving.